Welcome to Side Talks Podcast. Corey Craft is here. I, I, <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to do something like that in front of a crowd. You know I'm going to do that. Yeah, we're here at the Sidewalk Cinema. Yes, we are. With people looking at us. That part is weird. More than usual, even. Yeah, yeah, we're usually either sitting across a table from one another or sitting in chairs across from one another. And then like, it's just it's Sam and Brad it's in the different. booth, and they, you know, they have their little comments. But their little know, comments. You know, we don't get to hear them. Um, I've lost my notes, well, so I'm going to try to. Fell. Oh, dang it! That's what it is. All right, don't look at that, Corey. I'll try to cheat. You know what? What's this shit? shit? All right. That, yeah. That, that really doesn't go over well no. live, does it, Brad? <laughs> Not. Um. Do y'all know how this goes? Yeah. I'm gonna just de- yes, I'm gonna describe a film, and Corey's gonna try to guess what it is. And he has this really strange ability to just—I mean, I could be like, "There's a woman." He's like, "I know what it is." <laughs> so here we go. I'm gonna describe this scene in a film that I've just sort of dropped into. Okay. But I'm gonna—the way I'm doing this one, Corey, is I'm gonna describe it just as I see it. I'm gonna act like I have no knowledge, uh, prior knowledge of this film. I—I don't—I'm acting like I'm an alien looking at this from just out of nowhere. Great. Okay. There are three dudes fighting with sword things. Sword things? Sword things. Two are wearing what I would call desert robes. <laughs> one of them is wearing a black robe. It's one of the dudes, does he have like a devil face and like horns One and of stuff? them looks like a poor man's pinhead. Yeah, okay, so this is Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Okay. <laughs> sword type things. I mean, what, you, what, what else would that be? Aren't they called an official like lightsaber or something? Yeah, they're like called that? lightsabers. I tried to avoid I, that, would have that given word. It away, but I mean, it still kind of gave it away. I just think it's weird that you got Star Wars Episode One based on three men fighting with sword type things. Well, there's only I think that's the only three person lightsaber battle in the whole franchise. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did Sam, you guys did you not know come... this immediately? Come on, Sam. Did you want to come way back in on that on that argument from earlier <laughs> that you know you got wrong? That was what's this shit? You got it. You got it. That was faster than usual, admittedly. Was, I mean, you, you're trying to show But I mean, off. you're playing in the Star Wars sandbox. You're of course I'm going to get it, like, immediately. Jeez. Also, that, it is a... Episode it one. Is, am I wrong? It's a poor man's penhead. No, it's Darth Maul. <laughs> Sith Apprentice. Oh, my goodness. He's got I didn't a know. double-sided lightsaber. It's really... I mean, it's not that cool. I don't know. It, it is kind of Nerd. Cool. For over one million years, Rachel and Corey have talked... And now, they share with you one of the greatest accomplishments of all time. Their list of the top 200 films. Um, so we have a series. I know some folks in the room. Um, by the way, we're going to do questions in a minute from audience, audience questions. So think of stuff you might want to ask us. Um, but we have a series uh, on the podcast, a segment, I should call it, on the podcast, where we have gone down a list of our top 200 films, and we banter back and forth eight at a time about them. Um, and we are getting pretty far down the list. So we're now going to reach into our pockets, and I hope I got this right. Am I correct to say that we're on number 32? Yep, yep. So we're going to do numbers 30 th- 32 through 25 today. Do you want to start us off? Yeah, I can start us off with my number 32, which is a film that is a Sidewalk alum film called Compliance. Compliance is your 30-second favorite movie of all time? Yes. 
It's directed directed by uh, Craig Zobel. Yeah, who just directed all the episodes of Mayor of Easttown. Exactly, and it's an amazing film, and it's a film in which we have... I see what you're doing here. You're, you're like, questioning this, right? I'm not questioning it, because I really like it, but uh, those of you who were at that screening at Sidewalk may recall two-thirds of the audience fleeing in terror or disgust. Um, That's a sign of good programming. Well... Uh, it's a sign of an effective film. It's certainly an effective film. It's a film I never want to see again, ever in can, my life. Yeah. But I'm I mean, you know that I can. I can like on my best day. I can on my worst day. Actually, I can watch like Nymphomaniac Part One and Two while yeah. I'm like eating Chex Mix. You're just gonna like kick back, put on Dogville, and just like chill. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I stand by this. 32 is compliance. It's a film t- from t- uh, 2012. If you haven't seen it, you know, uh, hopefully you're curious enough to see it because it's an incredibly worthwhile and very provocative film. Yeah, it's good. My number 32 is also about a teenage girl being tormented, but because of her own psychokinetic ability. Oh, is this... Step Brian De Palma's Carrie. Okay, I was going to say... Number 32. Or it could be another Woody Allen film on your list. Oh. We're past that. We're past that. Oh. I, I... See, there's... Inevitably, we have people leaving. Inevitably. We now have people leaving. I was waiting for you to drop that particular bombshell and try to get me booed. But this is by, uh, you know, Brian De Palma, who's never done anything wrong in his life. Oh, I bet. I bet. I hope. He's going down. (laughs) Uh, Um, But Carrie Rules uh, is really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. You like Carrie? I love Carrie. You know that. Uh, You know that. We agree on some things. Sure. We align on some things. Yeah. We agree on my number 31. Okay, what is it? Uh, It is a film that's been on your list as well. It Mm -hmm. is one of Alfred Hitchcock's greatest films. Speaking of not a problematic dude at all. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> totally, totally great guy. Um, but a very strange film called Notorious. Yeah. Notorious yeah. is great. Yeah. And I, you know, I rarely dip into the 1940s like you do, but this is from 1946. It's just a freaking yeah. weird ass film, and I love it. Ingrid Bergman, Cary Grant. Yep. Weird Doing movie. weird. It's a very, it's a lot to unpack. Really, a lot of Freudian uh, stuff. Really great Criterion Blu ray there, Kyle. You should yeah, Kyle, check you it out. I just lent that to somebody a few days ago. Okay. <laughs> Um, my number 31, uh, we're just in kind of, you know, for lack of a better term, basic bitch territory on my list. Oh, um, wow. I would never have thought that would happen on your list. Yeah. Um, so my basic choice at number 31 is Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey, because what am I going to do, make a list without that movie on it? No, and I mean, what am I going to do, argue with that? Right. Are, I mean, are you? Come on. No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you, no. did, you literally you know just argued about Star Wars. I'm not going to put it past you. I should have used it in my argument earlier because that's actually a great film. That's actually a great sci-fi film. Well, it's higher you, on my list than Star up, Wars. If you put so, that you up know. next to Star Wars and then tell me what Star Wars looks like, it looks like shit. Um, different kind of, anyway, uh, my number 30. My, my number, it's a different kind of movie. My number 30 is a, little, is a film that's definitely not on your list, and I can't believe I'm just following up that comment with it because I... If you've seen this film, and you probably haven't, you're going to really be like, what the hell? And that's a film called Little Darlings from 1980. I haven't seen that movie, but the audience is with you. Um, Directed by Ronald F. Maxwell and shot right outside of Atlanta, Georgia. What's it about? Um, It is about... (laughs) Oh, wow. Here we go. Are you ready? It's about um, two young women who go to camp and um, challenge to... I watched this when I was in, like sixth grade probably and fell in love with it two young women who go to a camp and they have a challenge to see which one's going to lose their virginity first but really it's a film about two young women who are falling in love um even though they don't it's not expressly the case um and then there's a third young woman named matt Dillon who comes (laughs) along and is incredibly gorgeous and yeah anyway 
um, there's a there's a bus heist to to call me by Blondie. Or, no, cool. is it call me or is it anyway? Um, it's a great film. Okay, I have nothing to say about it. Yeah, I've well, you haven't seen it. seen it. Yeah, so, so I'll add it to my watch list. Yeah, you should. Um, <laughs> number thirty on my list. Um, I think this is a movie you like a lot. I don't know if it's been on your list yet. It might be coming up. Uh, Hal Ashby's Harold and Maude. Yeah, I think it might have already been on my okay. list, but if not, it's coming, yeah. Yeah, That's number great. 30. It's a great I mean, great, great movie. You haven't yelled at me about anything yet. We're three I'm movies gonna, in, and you haven't, like, violently disagreed. You. You're, trying to, you're trying to paint a picture of it's not accurate. Uh, I don't know. You I mean, really some are. of these really folks are. have really listened are. to the podcast um, before. Also, don't like, try I to change history. Never yell at you about Harold and Maude. That's another childhood I didn't think favorite. you would yell at me about that, but like, I'm just surprised that it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, well, it usually keep happens going, sooner. It's going yeah, to. it's probably going to. Uh, my, I'm going to yell about this, though. Number, my number 29 is a film called Hairspray, directed by John Waters from 1988. Um, what I'm going to yell about is uh, when I mention this film, and people go, oh, I saw that on Broadway. Uh, not the stage production. That is absolutely outrageously terrible. I like it. I knew it. That's why I pause. That's why I pause. I think it's uh, a good musical. It's, it's only fun. Hairspray, directed by John Waters, starring. Okay. I mean, yeah. You know good. who? Yeah. Ricky Lake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? What Keep is going. happening? Keep going. All right, Keep number going. twenty-nine. I'm passing you the. I I just couldn't pick up on those cues. Um, yeah. Twenty-nine. Uh, Frank Capra's "It Happened One Night," uh, masterpiece. Look, you got people walking comedy. out. They're like Frank Capra's "It Happened One Night." Screw this. I'm out of here. Um, That's. It's just my lot in life, I guess, to drive people out of the cinema. My number 28 is basically the same film. It's a film from 1995 uh, by Martin Scorsese called Casino. It's basically the same <laughs> film. Um, and it has a, a couple of the most glorious scenes ever caught on film and edited on film. I don't know where I'm going with this. Two of the greatest scenes ever made, ever shot. What ever. are they? Um, one is the camera bump scene that people have talked about enough, yeah. so we've got that covered. But the other is the scene in which Sharon Stone is in the casino and Robert De Niro's character sees her for the first time through yeah. the monitors in the casino, and um, she's hustling a dude and sort of um, has a very transactional relationship with the gentleman at a table, and he doesn't give her the, the, the chips that she has earned. And so she throws, she takes his chips and throws them in the air, and there's an amazing sequence um, where the editing shifts and the music shifts and you see Robert De Niro sort of like fall, I wouldn't call it falling in love, but he's certainly been just sideswiped by infatuation. Um, and we are like right there with him and going down that road with him and falling in love with Sharon Stone. And it works out super well is, for everybody. Yeah, it definitely. <laughs> as I recall. Definitely. Is yeah. that your favorite Scorsese movie? Um, yes. I don't, I don't know about that. Well, I mean, we can argue like that. that later. Yeah, we'll have to. We can to. argue that later. Okay. Uh, number 27 on my list is Jonathan Demme's The Silence of the Lambs. Maybe film. some of you have heard of it. It's super scary. Yeah, I don't know if it's scary, though. I, could, I would argue it's not really scary. But anyway, whatever. Um, I agree with you. Super scary. My number 27 is an incredible, incredible film that I've watched maybe more than any other film on my list, perhaps, or at least as many times because I screen this for my students a lot. Um, and it is The Grifters, directed by Stephen Frears, starring Annette Bening, John Cusack, and the one and only amazing Angelica Houston. Did I skip number 28? I feel like I skipped number 28. Yeah, maybe you did, but, you know. Well, just pretend that this came first. The live episode is a shit show anyway, so just go ahead. No, we're killing it. I don't know what you're saying. Uh, My number 28, so before Silence of the Lambs, my bad, um, is one of the best movies of the last 20 years. I like it so much that before COVID, we tried to put this in a 20 for 20 series. We were going to screen it 
here at this facility, but it didn't happen. Maybe one day it will, because I love this movie. Um, it's Charlie Kaufman's Synecdoche, New York. Uh, real brain teaser that movie is. I, yeah. Okay, great. Glad you're enthusiastic about it. I'm not going to yell. Like that, that, that film shouldn't be on any list. There it is. We <laughs> found it, everybody. Uh, my number 26 is a film that should be on every list. And I didn't, John Waters, we just sort of hit a John Waters moment in my list, but um, that is Serial Mom. Incredibly watchable <laughs> film. I love it so much. If you're laughing, let me read you this cast list. Are y'all ready for this? I mean, I know you probably already know, but let me remind you. This is Kathleen Turner. This is um, Tracy Lords, Suzanne Summers, Mink Stoles, uh, Mink, Stoll, Mink Stoll, excuse me, Patricia Hurst. Do I, need to, do I need to keep going? Matthew Lillard, just in case. You really need one to hit it out of the park. Well, you sold me on it now. And Ricky Lake. Lillard. <laughs> I mean, it's an incredible film. This is one of the Waters movies I haven't seen, so. Well. Should, should, should check it out. All right, number 26, Steven Spielberg's Close Encounters of the Third Kind. What if... You know, there were aliens, and they were, they were nice, and nice things happened. Yeah. And uh, the, I like to say that the wall in the cinema is inspired by that film, even though I'm not totally sure that it was, but whatever. Um, number 25 for me is a film from a director that you don't always love, mm. and neither, actually neither do I, so I'm not really bullying you on this one. Um, it you. is Gus Van Zandt's To Die For, Yeah, um, I, starring you, my wife, Nikki Kidman. Yeah, I know you, you've <laughs> told me to watch this many times. It's one of the Van Zandt's I haven't That's seen. That's a great film. Yeah, it's a great I should get around to it. And number 25 on my list, uh, another great movie by my favorite filmmakers, Joel and Ethan, our boys, the Coen brothers. This one's Raising Arizona. And there are like nine more Coen brothers movies to come in the top 24 because, again, uh, they're the best. And this is one of their best movies. I'm not going to argue it. I just feel like it's a little overwatched. Um, But I will say this. The rest of Corey's list is just going to be Coen Brothers films from here forward. That's not too terribly inaccurate. And that is, um, I guess we'll get back to you next time on the next date. Yeah, there's 24 films to come. So we've got three more of these segments. We've got to come up with something else to fill this space. Oh, don't worry. We will. Okay. listening to Side Talks, we're your own personal cinematic Heather Locklear and Denise Richards. I, I, I don't understand the correlation between those two. Have you ever heard of a gentleman named Richie Sambora? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. All right. Cool. Uh, Thank well, you to Boutwell Studios. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Thank you to Boutwell Studios. Thank you to all of you for coming out for this live recording. We got mo- one more episode to record. Just one more. Just one more. Don't worry. We're almost there. All right, fine. Oh, thanks to Revelator Coffee. He's oh, our sponsor. For sure. We just found out. They're our sponsor, so thank Revelator. you. You have to drink it to listen to this podcast. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.